and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Everybody, welcome to our final episode in this season, um, focused on mental health and sensory matters. So I've got Lorraine and Joel here. Morning, guys. Hi. Morning. Hi. Um, and so we're going to kind of round up this season by talking a bit about self-care and what our community have said that they do in terms of looking after them, themselves. Um, and then in the second half we're going to have a bit of a chat about mental health and relationships and relationships in general because of course it's valentine's day in a couple of days so we put a poll out didn't we lorraine um around self-care what did that throw up um yeah i put a poll on the century support group just to see what people did for self-care so that others could get an idea of things that they might not have tried so um the top self-care was snuggling in a blanket Oh, yeah. Which I think for a, a sensory group, that makes a lot of sense. Totally. And and do they make a focus on weighted blankets or just any blanket? Just any blanket. And you know what? I love my weighted blanket, but at the weekend, I bought a knitted blanket. You know, them big, chunky knitted blankets? Yeah. Oh, it's just so nice. Is it? Yeah. I think it's nice to mix, it, mix things around, depending on how you feel. But that, for me, I think because it's gone a bit colder as well, the wool's just lovely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the sort of thing, if you are feeling a bit down, you can do to kind of give yourself a bit of self-care and a bit of love and try and get yourself well again. Um, is it something you do, Joel? Um, so I tend to take an hour of my day where I lie down. I might not sleep, but I lie down under a blanket and that tends to help. Okay. And is it just having that sort of time out that kind of lets you be peaceful with yourself yeah i think it's just like a sensory break more than anything yeah definitely i do that with the weighted blanket i have certain times where i want to use a weighted blanket because i don't sleep with my blanket and jamie doesn't sleep with their blanket either but i have like sessions where i will say right jamie you're feeling a bit stressed let's get the weighted blanket out and it it feels like a precious yeah thing. i don't usually do it with the weighted blanket because i sleep with mine so that then if I lie with it during the day, my right. head goes, okay, you're going to sleep. But I have another blanket that's super soft that I use. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's definitely something. And you don't need to go and fork out on a weighted blanket. Um, just any kind of snuggly blanket is good. But I think it's about taking the time to, to make sure that you make time to do it if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what else did we have? Uh, so the next one was cuddle animals. Oh, so real animals or stuffed animals? Uh, I just said cuddle animals, so I'm assuming real animals. I know I spend a lot of time yeah. cuddling Luna. Yeah, she's the most cuddly cat, but more, more with me oh, than anybody else. So if Because I do often have an afternoon nap, especially on the weekends. I find the weekends, because there's no routine oh. or structure, I find I'm quite exhausted by about one, two o'clock, so I'll, I'll have a nap and Luna will come and lie with me and we'll nice. snuggle up. Yeah. I don't have yeah. a cuddly animal, Joel, so do no. Do 
I have an animal. She's not cuddly. She's really annoying. But no. <laughs> She's oh, cuddly yeah. with Dylan. She's not with me. She's she does it cute, under though. protest if I pick her up and put her on my lap. She's like, fine. Yeah, and this is what I find with Luna. She's really cuddly with me all of the time, but everybody else, it's on yeah. her terms. Yeah, I definitely do it with my dog, without a doubt. It's, it's, it's just a nice thing, and there's loads of science behind it, isn't it? That's why you have dogs going into hospitals and all sorts, and um, even just stroking an animal can be really therapeutic as well. Yeah. Um, and they seem to know. They have a sixth sense. They do. I think animals are just fantastic. They are. They're on a higher plane. Um, yeah, um, I, I actually shared this week on Facebook about a, a station cat in right. Redruth, and it's a cat that lives in the office at oh, Redruth yeah. Station. Oh, and I think, oh, and I just thought, imagine if every office yeah. had a cat. It would be yeah, awesome. Although I did think when I saw your post, it would be awesome. But also, I was working last night, and my cat came and walked all over my keyboard and all the rest of it. So it would probably affect productivity as well. Yeah, my cat does that all the time. And I think it obviously depends where you work as well, because um, if you live near a road and you, you don't want to get out... My friends have that, so my friend brings her dogs into, the, into her office because she works as a graphic designer, so the dog has its own desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. That's really good. Um, okay, another one is, which we mentioned before, is listening yeah. to music. You do a lot of that, don't you, Lorraine? I do, and I know Joel does as well. Um, I find that if I'm feeling a bit stressed or anxious, if I put music on in, in my headphones and really, really loud, and it's something that I love, I can forget about everything else and just concentrate on the music. And is it important that that music is upbeat to help mood, or does it not matter? Uh, for me, I have a song that I play on repeat. So it can change over time. At the moment, it's American Boy by Estelle and Kanye nice. West. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say it's probably upbeat. No, a I little bit of rapping anything, in there. Really. For me. I just yeah. have a massive 20-hour playlist on Spotify that I listen to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think probably the, the, the feeling of music is important. Um, I remember as a, a youngster when you're going through difficulties with boys and relationships and when you're feeling sad, you'd listen to sad love songs and it did just make you feel worse. So I think I think um, it's important that it's upbeat um, to help bring you out of any kind of mood you might be in. But I guess it depends how you... I don't listen to music the same way everyone else listens to music, so <clears throat> I think it depends on that. Okay, explain that. So when I listen to music, I'm dissecting what the beat's doing and dissecting what the lyrics are doing. Okay. I'm trying to figure out um, connections between them. Right. So I'm kind of like breaking down each part of the music. Right. So the mood doesn't really come into it because I'm not too focused on it so it's almost like fiddling if you know what i mean like yeah fiddling, it's like something that just completely distracts you because you're concentrating on that yeah yeah that makes sense but then i listen to music at work so it's not that distracting yeah yeah i love to dissect lyrics though that's something that me and dean do if we're on a road trip <laughs> we'll play a song on repeat and just listen to the words and work out what the song's about yeah 
Yeah, it, it drives me nuts sometimes because sometimes you just can't figure out what it's about. They make no sense. No, and then sometimes I Google it and it's still a conundrum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess watching your favourite movies, another thing that people suggested, is it important that that is upbeat? Not really. I think your favourite movies. Because mm-hmm. um, some people will probably like romances and, yeah, it just all depends what makes you feel yeah. good. I think this whole upbeat thing doesn't matter because, like, people like depressing stuff all the time. It doesn't mean it makes them depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I guess it depends on what you like. One of my favourite movies is a horror film. It doesn't mean yeah. that I'm going to go out and murder people. It's just, that's what I like. Yeah. My, my favourite movies. Sorry? Uh, no, of course. But I, I, maybe I'm just thinking of it from my point of view. But if I watch something... Miserable. It would make me feel miserable. Even if it's so your favourite film. Rather watch... I don't. Well, it wouldn't be my favourite film. I can't think of a miserable film I like. Um, but yeah, maybe that's just. I mean, I suppose something like um, what's it called? Schindler's List is a great film, but I wouldn't choose to watch it to make me feel better. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? But uh, see, if I don't know if that was my favourite film at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I would because like I went through a phase of um, being obsessed with Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. and that would make me feel good but that's got a lot of yeah, that's and, yeah mm-hmm. but for me that was that was a film that would pull me out of the darkness because I loved it so much Yeah, and Jamie likes to watch crime documentaries yeah and I suppose there is the, there is the argument that you, it might make you more grateful for what you've got because we're not in a Gone with the Wind situation or a Schindler's List situation. No, and God, I love It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, yeah, so do I. That film is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I guess the same with YouTube. I mean, Yeah, YouTube. a lot of people watch YouTube. I know that's a Jamie thing. I think I'm of the wrong generation for that, to be honest. Yes. Yeah, and TikTok, similar idea. It's all just fast-paced, quick snippets of things or short, you know, 20-minute things. Yeah. Uh, and it can be a real mix, can't it? Yeah. Yeah, so what, what listening and watching stuff to, to kind of distract you and things that you enjoy um, can help. Also, yeah, I mean, I, I like to make lists. So if you're a list maker, it, it might be good to make a list of your favourite music, your favourite movies, your favourite books, and that way you've got a go-to that you can just go and like, oh, yeah, that's, I'll watch that. Oh, they I'll have these books. One sec, what are they called? Hold up. Um, oh. Man, I forget what they're called. They have them WH Smith and stuff. And basically, they've got them for music, they've got them for books, they've got them for movies. And it's basically like an empty book of lists and they give you different things like your top five musicians, your top five songs, um, the top five songs that make you feel happy when you're sad. And you fill the whole book out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I forget what oh, it's I called. I'm going to have to find it. But they have like six yeah. or seven different ones. They're fantastic. Oh, if you find a link, send it to me because that would keep me so occupied. Yeah. Also, audio books help. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah, I love audio books. I think sometimes when you're down, you can't read. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. you just can't focus on the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone else is reading, it just makes it a little bit easier. Okay, the yeah. books are called listography. Yeah, that makes sense. 
and they've got music listography, books listography, my future listography, parenthood listography, literacy, literally listography, one list a day, travel listography, book listography, literally got everything. Yeah, I think I'll be getting a few of those as well. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you touched on reading there, so that's something else that people can do. But as you said, um, an audio book, if if you're not kind of up for reading the Mm -hmm. words yourself, and that just takes you to a whole different world again, doesn't it? And I think the main... Sorry? I was going to say the main theme with all of this is it's basically a, a distraction, a way of removing you from your current state of mind, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why I was going to say, I like an audio book when I'm out for a walk and I, I feel like I'm in a different world. Yeah. Like, especially if I'm listening to something like Anne of Green Gables, for example. Yeah. I'm actually living it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then there are other things that aren't, you know, as, as listeny and watchy, things like playing with sensory toys that came up. Yeah. And taking a bath or a shower. I know a lot of people say, oh, get a bubble bath. Um, for me, that wouldn't work. I'm not a bath person, but mm-hmm. showers are amazing. Yeah, long hot showers, lovely. Yeah, I can't sit still in a bath. I get bored. Yeah, I get really bored, and I've tried so many things, you know, because you know you should get a bubble bath and read a book and do this, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm the same. Do, do you do long baths, Joel? Uh, I take very quick showers. I don't like the feeling of water on my skin. Right. So, <laughs> like, I like it in the shower, but, like, I can't go swimming because mm-hmm. there's too much space around the water, but I tend to just have very quick showers. Yeah. Um, yeah, an- another one that came up, again, was taking a nap. That's a big one for me. If I'm, yeah, I, re- I-, I feel exhausted when I'm not right, and then a little nap really helps. Yeah, I think if you if you feel like you need a nap and a nap will help, I think you're not going to be productive. You're not going to be able to do anything that you want to do anyway. Yes. There's really no harm in taking a nap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and things things around that that also came up with, like putting your favourite comfy PJs on, um, that kind of thing. Um, but also making your environment nice with maybe scented candles, if that's your thing. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, I'm I'm a massive fan of Lush Snow Fairy. Right. Oh, I, I wish it was Christmas all the time, purely for that product. Um, I uh-huh. I got um for Christmas the spray. It's like a deodorant spray, and I just right. I just spray it, and I can, if I'm having a nap or lying on the sofa with a blanket, I'll spray the blanket with the Snow Fairy spray. Nice. And it just I, I smell it. And it's just like oh, just lovely. Just calms you. Yeah, very much so. And Jamie hates it. I, I said, oh, I've got this snow fairy. It's lovely. It makes me feel so happy. Have a smell. She's like, oh, that is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so there's lots of things you can do with that. And there's diffusers and aromatherapy things. Finding a scent that you like is really a nice thing to do. Um, video games, we've not touched on that. Is that something I would do? Yep. My switch. Uh, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you find that helps? Uh, I usually play stuff like Pokemon Go. Well, I stuff like Pokemon, where you can just spend hours on it, and come out and it's been like six hours until you felt like 20 minutes. So that's quite a good one. 
yeah i like to play online scrabble i'm not yeah yeah, i'm not a console person or a computer gamey person but i do love scrabble yeah i'm a bit yeah and and there is I get split too much between wanting to play video games and wanting to read. Yeah. So I get yeah. pulled in two different directions. Usually reading tends to win out, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then we've got, I mean, we've touched on some of this in the previous episodes, but we've spoken about the importance of um, healthy eating and exercise, mindfulness, making sure you take time out for yourself, trying to be positive, and other things that the community came up with, things like singing, drawing, painting with your kids, getting out and going for a walk. I mean, the theme seems to be recognising that you need to do something and deciding which something works for you and and then making sure you take the time to do it. Yes, yeah, I mean, definitely. isn't that what a hobby is yeah. anyway? It's basically having a hobby. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely, it is having a hobby. But at the same time, I think when you're in not in a good frame of mind, those things slip, don't they? So the first thing to go is the stuff that you do to look after yourself, and it's it's important to recognise that's happening and make the time to do it. Yeah, and I think one of the signs of getting low and becoming depressed would be that you withdraw from your usual activities. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, hopefully people have got a fair bit from that in terms of ideas of some self-care that they can do. And thank you to the community for their input. That's been really useful. We'll take a short break and then we'll be back to talk about mental health and relationships. Ear defenders can be extremely helpful for people who are sensitive to noise and have sensory processing difficulties. Now available from chewygem.co.uk are the Baby Panda Ear Defenders. These are soft and comfortable, lightweight and portable with a padded headband and ear cups. They are adjustable and have six different colours so you should be able to find your favourite colour. Now available from chewygem.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Uh, right, welcome back everybody. Um, we were chatting before about different self-care techniques um, and now we're going to kind of focus on the fact it's Valentine's Day in a couple of days, not that I do anything for Valentine's Day, um, but it just made us think about healthy healthy relationships, relationships and um, that kind of thing. So Lorraine, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think if you're in a relationship and either of you have, have mental health problems, it can cause issues within the relationship and it's important to recognise the issues and try and overcome them. If you really love somebody, then then it's worth doing. Yes. So how where do you even begin with that? Oh, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, I could give you my personal experience, but I suppose everybody's different. For me, like for me, I've mentioned in previous podcasts um, over this this season that I've been coming off my antidepressants and I'm off them now and I can see things that I'm doing that I wouldn't do if I was on my meds and I've had to sit down with Dean and say look I'm I'm snappy I'm saying things that I don't mean Mm -hmm. I'm doing this I'm doing that and we need to decide between us now are you going to be able to help me and let some of that go and support me or do I look at going back onto my meds um, so right. that's I feel, I feel it's important to have that discussion because it doesn't just affect me it affects everybody right. and so at the moment he's going to try and support me and 
let a few things go and hopefully I'll get into some sort of balance but if not I think I'm you know I'll have to go back on the meds but I think it's important that you do discuss these things and that you both work together because otherwise we could end up in such a situation yeah absolutely yeah I, I think I think it's it really is well I say it's that simple but sometimes it's hard to be to tell someone those things yeah I mean it? Dean said to me the other morning basically why why are you such a bitch and it is it is because I've come off my meds and I do feel different and I can tell that I'm snapping and I'm feeling things differently and I'm hoping that I will get into yeah. a routine and I'm waiting for um, some natural things to come through the post that will help me but yeah it's just I just I'm totally honest with him I've just I thought you know I'm just going to be honest with him if he says things like that I've got to accept it because I am being a bitch yes yeah. So before he said that, had you had the conversation? No. No. Um, so perhaps that's something, as if there is a change to whatever mental health programme you're on, um, whether that's medicated or other, some kind of counselling where things might come out that make the individual feel uncomfortable and it might affect their behaviour. Um, that it's, it's recognising that any change in that could affect how you behave, which could affect everybody else. So it's preempting that by raising it with the individual so that they're prepared. And so Yeah, and I think as well, for me, when I decided to come off my meds, I discussed that with Dean so that he knew the implications. Yes. And so it was almost a, a joint decision, although obviously yeah, it's your if decision. He, but if he'd have felt that he didn't want me to, then I wouldn't have. Yeah. Absolutely. And this doesn't just affect romantic relationships. It's any form of relationship with your children, with your parents. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've sat the kids down and I've oh. said to them, look, I might need a little bit of extra support because things like getting ready for school is stressful. And I can tell I am more yeah. snappy. And so I sat them down and I said, look, I will be more snappy and I'm trying my hardest. But could you just be a little bit more helpful just during this period of time? Yeah, yeah. Is it something that you experience, Joel, with people in your life that you can end up being snappier with people? I just me, I don't know. <laughs> I guess is the answer. Okay. Um, but is it something that you would proactively go to your brother or your parents or anybody else and say Probably not. Look, I'm probably no. not. But I think okay. if if you're in a relationship okay. and one one of you has mental health issues, I think it's important to know that sometimes your partner will do things that they don't mean um and it's hard yes. not to take things personally it's hard not to get annoyed it's hard not to get upset but to put it all into context sometimes things will happen that don't mean anything yes and that's that's the hardest thing to especially if you're in in a in, in a poor state of mind as well it's it's reacting to those things and, and learning to kind of look at the bigger picture. Yeah, and, and I think in a similar way on. to when we were discussing children's mental health about how it affects the parents. If you're in a relationship and your yeah. partner has got mental health problems, it's hard for you to look at them and think, you know, what can I do? Why can't I help them? Am I not enough? What Am I causing this? Just There's so many things that would go through your head. And it's just trying yeah. to say to yourself, look, this none of this is your fault. And none of this is personal. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's, it's also about the person that you're in a relationship with or is affected by this, having an understanding of what's going on and what you're going through and that it is, it's, it's like having a cough or a cold in that it's nothing that they have done. It's nothing that, you know, has, that they've had a, a cause for. Yeah, I mean, can, uh, can I say something that might be quite shocking? So the other day, um, okay, I told Dean that I was going to stab him. Uh, because I, I can get, okay. because that's what I've got, like I am really starting to feel it. And he did something and it, we had a little argument. I was like, oh my God, I just want to stab you. Now, if that had been mm-hmm. a different relationship or earlier on in the relationship or with somebody that didn't understand me, that could have been game mm-hmm. over, no relationship. I'm not staying with somebody that mad. Where I went out yeah. for a drive, I came back, and Dean said, look, I'm really sorry. That was a massive overreaction. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have said that. However, I do feel like partly it was my fault because I know that I shouldn't wind you up. But I think if that had been somebody else, or like I say, me and Dean had just got together, he'd he'd have ran for the hills. Yeah. But then again, that just highlights again the importance of talking about it, doesn't it? You know, that afterwards it it was resolved through talking, that he's had time to think and understand where you're coming from. You've had time to think and go, oh, God, that was a bit over the top. And together you've agreed that. Yeah, and and another reason that that's happened is is because of my autism diagnosis. Before I was diagnosed, before I had my appointments that Dean came to where we had the aftercare, he didn't understand me as well as he understands me now. Um, So he's much more chilled and accepting of me since those sessions. So I think even this time last year, if something like this had happened, we probably wouldn't have spoken for a week and I'd have been in his bad books. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 having exposed your everything about you, being quite vulnerable and honest about all your quirks and um, parts that make you you has allowed him to understand yeah. that much better. Yeah, makes sense. Um, it does, and I think that's that's a real key to successful relationships is having that honesty and openness and. And not being afraid to be vulnerable and, yeah. and say what you And I think with relationships know. as well, if we go like a little bit off mental health, but just generally with like sensory processing and autism and, and things like that, um, yeah. I think it's really important for a partner of somebody who's autistic or has sensory needs to understand those needs. Because especially for me, I don't like to be touched. So it's like mm-hmm. for years and years, Dean thought, oh, she, she doesn't want me to touch her. So she doesn't like me. And that's not the case at all. It's just that I need yeah. to feel comfortable and be ready for the touch before it happens. And there's so much involved and yes. it's such a mind game. It, you know, there's, there's a lot of talking to be done and a lot of understanding, but it can make for a much healthier relationship. Like yes. if somebody struggles yeah, with personal sense. space, you may start a relationship and you're, you really struggle with personal space so you can become overbearing. But if your partner's aware of that, then you, you've got the, the honesty to sit down and say, look, you've been a bit too much. Could you back off? And that, I think that, that's really helpful. Yeah, without a doubt, because so much of, of what a relationship is based on is can be physical and it 
links to what the other person thinks the other person thinks about them. So if someone doesn't want being touched, does it mean that they don't find me attractive? Does it mean that they're not, you know, interested in me, etc.? And by having those conversations, yeah, all of that and I think um, a lot of content. autistic people can get fixated, and a special interest, a special interest can become a person. So if you're in a new relationship, you might find that your new partner is your special interest and you can become really overbearing. Um, and if somebody doesn't understand yes. that, that could mean the end of a relationship that actually, if you'd sat down and spoken about it, could have turned into a really good relationship. It could have gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it just basically comes down to communication. Everything that we're saying is about being honest and open and communicating and um, and if you're with someone that isn't prepared to listen to that or understand yeah, that, then absolutely. they're probably not for you. Um, yeah, if they're prepared to work through it and understand you and you understand them, then you're... you're yeah, and I think it doubles up into friendships as well. Because I know a lot of people in our, in our community that um, totally. feel that they've ruined friendships or they can't maintain friendships because they're too overbearing or they don't, they don't show enough support. <laughs> But I think if you if you're a real friend to somebody, you can express this and understand. Yeah, without a doubt, it's it's any relationship of any yeah. size, shape, or form, really, isn't it? it could be yeah. even a professional relationship. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and I think the other thing to 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 highlight about relationships, whether it be your your partner or family or friends or work, is just how important these can be for mental health in a positive way that if you've got people in your life then this is a really good thing because they if you can take the time to be honest etc and, and develop that relationship then you've got a support network um, so relationships are very valuable in that sense cool okay so have we got anything else that we want to don't think so um, no, I just think I'd be interested if people have listened to this podcast because obviously we, we do post this on the Facebook page. It'd be nice to start a conversation um, just with tips, advice, how you deal with these kind of things. Because I think from sharing experiences, that's how we learn. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would be really good. So if you're listening, please do um, comment below so that we can help everybody. Great. Okay. So this is the end of season three. We will be, uh, two even, we'll be taking a break and we'll be back in March um, with the start of season three. Okie doke. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer -peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye